All right. Welcome back, everybody. HSC Podcast 55. We got uh, Big Box Steve on the mic. We got, of course, Big Smooth. And we will have Fresh West here join a little bit later. So have the whole crew. Uh, thanks for listening, watching. Uh, those of you guys who are commenting and subscribing, appreciate all the support. Uh, don't forget, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, if you just want to listen to the podcast, but if you are on YouTube, don't forget to uh, give us a thumbs up and please uh, leave any comments. So we are in March Madness. You saw last week's podcast, we talked about our picks, uh, some <laughs> first round upsets, our final fours, and man, it did not go as planned. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about today, and of course we'll get Wes's, some of Wes's thoughts on this when he gets on, but uh, the tournament up to this point, we've seen some big upsets, some real big upsets, but even the, the, the teams that are winning that you expected to win are playing close games, you know. There's teams that have been in trouble that pulled it out in the second half, close games versus, you know, games you thought they're definitely going to win. Uh, so before we get into specifics, kind of general thoughts about the tournament and some of these games, you know, what's happening here? You know, why are they close games? Or, you know, we just talked about this offline, but more upsets than we've ever seen in the past. What's going on here? Well, I think a lot of the, you know, no, not a, much experience. There's not a lot more teams that have seniors all four years. You know, mo most teams, like if you have really good players, they're one and done. <clears throat> so that you can't get a cohesion of getting a whole team built around each other. That's why teams get upset because you'll have teams like Princeton or whatever that are fundamentally strong and know how to work their system. And so, like what you're saying is those teams are playing together for four years. You know, they do have seniors that played, you know, started as sophomores and played three years and maybe three or four of them playing together on some of these teams. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I see I see that. That's a big change, obviously, over the years in the tournament for sure. Uh, but still, you still kind of expect – the talent level that you would expect to come in to a team like, you know, let's talk about Arizona losing, right? The the talent level in Arizona is obviously going to be higher. Like, even if they lost, you know, a guys, a couple of guys that went in and out real quick, you know, the, the normal talents coming to school should be, and historically is a lot higher. Well, I think also what also helps out is the transfer portal. You have there's a bunch of stories we got where you'll be like, uh, the, the player X played for Kentucky last year, and now he's over here scoring twenty points a game for this team. Right. So there is an influx of talent going to smaller schools because they're not getting playing time at other places, so they transfer. Whereas before, in the years past, you weren't allowed. I mean, if you transferred, you had to sit out a year and then. Um, so I think the transfer portal does help out a lot of these teams. 
Yeah, it's that quick being able to 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 not have to wait and transfer a play right away. Um, and then you kind of get to go to sometimes you can pick a school that you already know is is playing well or has a chance to win their conference. Maybe it'll be playing in the tournament next year, you know, and then you're you're adding yourself to that school and up in their talent level a little bit. Uh so in, in general. I don't, I I feel like this year more than anything, this is kind of the most like I want to say even, but one of the tournaments where you just didn't really know who's going to win, even in games where they won because you know they came back and won or they didn't play well and, and barely beat you know teams they should beat a lot. I think this is probably one of the most even tournaments in a long time, you know, as far as just across the board. Yeah, we can uh, you could say that. Um, some schools I know when you're talking about um being down and coming back in the second half. Historically, school like one seeds, you know, like right this year, Alabama and Houston both were struggling early and then blew out the teams. And I think that a lot of that comes down to depth, where higher seeds usually have more depth. Right. And that's usually what you see back in like the 80s and 90s. Why you never saw a 16 seed upset a one, they'd stay with them for a half. Oh, there was a lot of games in those years where it was like, you know, 32 30 at halftime. And then it ended up being 80 to 40. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with depth. And that's, I mean, you look at what Alabama did to Maryland, it was a really close game and everything was great. And then all of a sudden that just blew the doors off of them. Yeah, do you uh, think there's still a bit of them, you know, because I, I feel like in the past, I, I've definitely noticed, like, where they kind of, you know, they're a little lackadaisical playing some of these teams. They come out a little soft because they think they're good. They know they're going to win. Uh, you think there's some of that still these days when you talk about some of these better teams that, you know, maybe they don't have the biggest lead or maybe they're going to be losing at halftime and then all of a sudden they win by 20. Is it, is it them just like thinking they, they know they're going to win. They just need to turn it on. It could be. There's a lot of times, you know, that they're play they play sloppy in the first half, right? Lots of turnovers, uh, forcing shots, and then they get to halftime and the coach reams them or sets up a game plan. And then they go into the second half of a more collective unit. Yeah. And they're just like, Hey, stick to the plan. Like let's go with our strengths. Uh, that's that's one thing I notice when you know you look at some of these teams and you see them shooting you know like one for ten behind the three point line. I feel like at that point the coach comes in and is like, "Hey guys, look, you know <laughs> this is not what we do," or like, "Let's stop doing this. Let's use our size or use our speed." Right. And then they're playing a team who's undersized and doesn't have the athleticism, and you know eventually at, at the end they're gonna they're gonna win. You know. Um, so let's get down to some individual games here. So we're talking about, I mean, obviously Princeton, where they're at right now, I think is probably one of the biggest shockers, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you look at that and you can't think, you know, wow, Princeton's in the Sweet 16. And they're going and, up against the sixth seed, so it's not yeah. improbable. Right, it's not it's not impossible to lose, right? But the thing about it is, you know, it's you know, Missouri 
you know, not an easy team to beat. Obviously, beating Arizona in the first round, and then you beat a, a seven seed in Missouri, and and now you're in the Sweet Sixteen. Like, I think that for me, if you're talking about the surprise of the tournament, I think it has to be Princeton, right? Oh yeah, fifteen seed. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah. So, did you get any chance to watch the the actual Princeton games though? Yeah, I watched the Arizona game. Yeah. Um, isn't to me, <laughs> you, you, you remember? Oh, there he is. There's Fresh West. What the so, Corral days? Do you remember though the UCLA Princeton game? Yeah. Backdoor. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what this Princeton team reminds me of. Even though the scheme was slightly different, it reminds me of that same. Well, the head coach was on that team. My sound is broken. Okay. We can hear you, Wes. <laughs> My computer's broken. Okay, got to work. All right. Well, we can hear you. <laughs> we can see you. Uh, you. So yeah, we're, we're we're just talking. We're talking about. We talked a little bit about just the tournament in general, <laughs> and now we're back into individual games. Mm-hmm. Um. So just real quick, just get your thoughts on this. <laughs> the tournament, obviously, there's been upsets. You know, there's been close games. There's been games where uh, teams that we should have won have came from behind. I guess my biggest question is, you know, does this feel like one of the most even tournaments that we've seen in a while where, like, any team could win at any time? Or how do you feel about this tournament compared to history? Little past tournaments. It's uh, I mean, there's just been, I mean, I I don't know the stats on the one seeds, but it's been a while since two have gone down before you know, before the Sweet Sixteen. So that's one. Um, I knew the East was going to be brutal. I, you know, I knew that anybody could win the East, and that's kind of the way it's kind of turned out. I mean, Kansas State's the highest seed left. And they're, they're a three seed. I didn't expect Michigan State, but I'm not surprised. They're just annoying. They, they, they always do well in the tournament. And I don't, I don't know why I just cannot pick them and say, you know what, they're probably going to win. I mean, the Marquette thing just killed me. I had a five-team parlay. The only game I lost <laughs> Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> oh, I froze up again. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I I lost it when you were talking about your parlay because I heard about that. <laughs> Obviously, Wes, Wes, you you've had some bad beats when it comes to these uh, parlays, and uh, and that's a big one. But but you know what? I sh- I should have known <laughs> better though. It's Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. Of course they're going to win. And then they're going to so, choke like they always do. 
How much does coaching come into play there when you're talking about Michigan State? You know, I mean, obviously Izzo has been there a lot. Yeah. Like how much does how much do you think that affects the these games? Like, does this does the coaches make a huge effect? Does does experience from the coach in these positions help them at all? You know, I mean he he's been there for a long time. I think he's been to like eight Final Fours. So, I mean, it's just the consistency. They got a system. Runs like a machine, unlike other schools. I mean, they get in there. That's why I still – some of these teams that are left, they just don't have the tournament pedigree that Michigan State has. You know, yeah. Alabama, great. But Did you watch the Michigan State-Marquette game? Did you guys watch that? Yeah, unfortunately. Did you, did you see – I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is why I asked that question. There was a point where – Michigan State kept sagging um, on on the dribble drive, and Marquette kept kicking it out for threes, and they came back, and they had a lead for a short period of time. Yeah, I remember that. And then Izzo, like, got into it. It's called timeout. He's getting into his guy's face, and he's like, stop sagging on these threes. Let's, let's, let's make him beat us on that dribble drive, on that in the paint. And then Marquette had a trouble scoring and Michigan State ends up winning. That's why I asked that question is it, that seemed to me like a coaching win in that game. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I had never realized he gets really gets on his players and well, he, he was gets, in there. He was, he was hot. Well, <laughs> he was, he was hot. I didn't really notice that before. I think it's just lately, you know, I don't know what it is. He's just he's angry. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. geez, you're mad. You know, you're gonna blow a fuse. I mean, yeah, I was watching at Wild Wings, so there's no sound really. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to but it's also, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there, a lot of games. Yeah. You know, because I, I was just watching the Marquette Michigan State game. It's the only the only thing I was watching. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the only one because I was like, okay, I need them to get my final four. And then I'm like, come on. And then I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, that was interesting to me. Uh, going back to where we're at, we we're talking about individual games and like the star or the biggest surprise or, you know, star of the tournament. And obviously, you know, I think you probably agree, Wes, we're talking about Princeton being in the Sweet 16, you know, beating Arizona, beat Missouri. And they're a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. Like, that's that's kind of an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, I miss the Princeton games, but I was a little surprised. I wasn't surprised they won the first round, but to win again. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch – watch them I, I just haven't you know I wasn't able to see them but um not terribly surprised I mean and so I guess the other one is uh FAU right so FAU now in the sweet 16 um they kind of sell and fall under a, a lucky star right Or, or are they yeah. are they are they that good no. to be there? But because come on, I mean, you don't expect well, to be playing the 16 seed. Well, they listen. The they, they, they've, 
they they've they've won they won thirty three games, and they weren't people were talking about them, you know, right before the tournament. This is the team to watch, and I, I think they were ranked too at one point. So people weren't really surprised by them. Um, it is surprising. I mean, they they played you know Fair Dickinson. I think I think everyone didn't see that. Of course, I mean a sixteen seed. So they might, you know, I mean, how would they have done against Purdue? Who knows? But, right. I mean, we'll see. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee's playing good. Tennessee's, Tennessee's playing solid. They're, they're inconsistent. So. Yeah. I, I think Tennessee is playing a good tournament right now. Yeah. Yeah. The Duke win was annoying, too, because that killed about four of my brackets. <laughs> but, um. Uh, I think they looked solid against Duke, you know, but Tennessee was one of those teams in the first round where it was like they weren't playing great against Louisiana. And that came back to what we were talking about earlier. Was it that like they take them, they're taking them light, you know, like, like we were obviously going to win this game. And then, yeah, you you find yourself in a close game and, and that's not a good place to be in the NCAA tournament. So I had Louisiana winning that game. (laughs) Yeah, that was a close one. That was a that was a good game. So I watched. It's funny because I watched a lot more first round games than second round games. Well, you Uh, know, you're a father. You know, the weekend is hard to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to do all the work too. You know, like I was doing a lot of work on the weekends. You know, yard and you know all that stuff. So it was tough to get a lot of the second rounds, but. I got some in that definitely watched a few of them, uh, watched highlights on almost all of them, which, you know, so got caught up on, on most of the major stuff. So here's one more question about before, because we're going to get into our picks here, Sweet 16 picks. Outside of Alabama and Houston. Okay. So take Alabama and Houston off of you. What's your most dangerous team outside of those two teams to win the championship? Outside of Alabama and Houston, uh, take take away Alabama, Houston. You have to pick a team besides them. Who's the most dangerous team right now to win the championship? I'm going with the team I said at the beginning of UConn. UConn, yeah, I got UConn being the most dangerous team. Well, you got them in the championship game. Yeah, that's right. why I'm taking them. Lose they Alabama, look good. So. I mean, yeah, UConn. UConn has uh, definitely. Uh, you know, played well against both teams they played. Uh, St. Mary's is a tough team, and they handled them pretty easily. Iona is uh, a tournament veteran, and, uh, you know, they played well against them. So, uh, UConn, okay. Wes, what do you got? What do you think? I'm going to go with Xavier. Yeah. Um, I mean. I like that pick. I I, I just think that. Their inside outside game, um, they uh, they're shooting they're shooting the ball really well. They're playing good defense. Um, I just think they have the right uh, they got they got good chemistry right now. They're they're scoring a lot of points. Um, and yeah, you know, they're, Sean they're Miller, scoring a ton of I think points. everyone I think everyone forgets Sean Miller's an old coach, and right. you know, he uh, he's a really good coach. And so, and they got experience, a lot of experience. Yeah, a lot of experience. Yeah. 
So I, experience, player experience. I'm not taking anything away from Xavier because they are a great team. That they just have the toughest. Yeah, Texas is going to be tough. They have to go Texas and either Houston or Miami. Right. Yeah. That's tough. And if they make it through that, then yeah, then I would say they're yeah. the favorites. Because that beating you know, Texas and maybe Houston, that's pretty big. Yeah. The Texas game is going to be tough. I think, I mean, obviously Houston's tough too, but, you know, you don't play a lot of teams like Texas when you're Xavier throughout the season, right? Like this is, this is a big test uh, yeah. for them. So, but I like Xavier. I, I, uh, I had that. I have them <laughs> in my bracket beating Texas. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's I I I've, I did like them from the beginning, um, but I'll, I'll and so I'm gonna take a little bit of a dark horse here, and and they may shoot me in the foot here, but uh, and this is going opposite of what Derek's going. Uh, I think Arkansas is playing really good basketball, and coming off of that game where they beat Kansas, <laughs> you're just on this like ultimate high you know and uh and i don't think they just beat kansas because kansas played bad i think arkansas beat kansas because arkansas played well um they both scored you know enough points to win the game kansas obviously one of the best teams in the tournament but arkansas played well enough to win the game they're scoring a lot of points so far in the tournament and uh i think arkansas could make some noise if they Especially if yeah. they beat UConn. If they beat UConn, they, their momentum continues. Now they feel like, you know, they're they're legit. And so Arkansas is my my uh my dark horse here. You know, not considering the, the obviously the teams we think are gonna win the national championship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, the thing about it. Xavier, you know, it's it's a uh, Nunji's playing really well, yeah. and you know, I never really to watch him regular regular season. You know, he doesn't score a lot of points, but I think if he if he has to, he he can he can really dominate the middle. I mean, he, he his defense is great, rebounding, but um, but I think uh, he played really well last game. So, you know, he's you know they're shooting, you know, their outside game is uh is there and you know if if, if teams are just going to come up on them they just go inside the nunji and i think you know really it's really going to cause a problem for teams so uh so about creighton for a second so creighton <laughs> now gets to play princeton which obviously princeton's done well right but <clears throat> you still got to look at them as a 15 seed right you still don't look yeah. at them as a powerhouse and so Creighton, who's played well all tournament, now they beat Princeton. They go to the Elite Eight. If somehow San Diego State beats Alabama, now you're playing a five seed to go to the Final Four? Like Creighton could be in, in pretty good shape too. Um, even, if, even if they have to play Alabama, you know, obviously they still have a chance. Yeah. The only the only uh, brackets that I have left is Creighton and Xavier. 
the only I mean, realistic ones that I, you know, I'm actually doing well in. But I picked Creighton in four of my brackets. I just, you know, it just four of my brackets. Four of my brackets, yeah. He said he said four of his brackets. Yeah. And what there's one left. That's how bad. That's how bad. <laughs> but you know what I screwed yeah. up? No, th this is this is funny what I did. Because I did this like maybe 24 hours before the tournament. So I would autofill some of the brackets and then I'd go backwards through the sweet 16. The problem was I didn't go back far enough. Oh, no. And so the autofills are terrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're picking like three 16 seeds to win in those autofills. Oh, I, 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 so I did an autofill auto just to see what it did. And, and I'm in bottom 5%. Yeah. There's like, there's like four of my brackets. Like there's one bracket. I'm 0. 0.9. <laughs> yeah. Like autofill. Yeah. Autofill is not the way to go. <laughs> um, so sp let's speaking of brackets. So before we get into our picks, uh we won't talk about Wes being last. <laughs> but uh I my sister's in first, right? By like 50 points. Uh yeah, but she's gonna be in last. Right. She so she's tough because yeah, she's gonna lose a lot of those uh out of there. If if uh our teams can win though, but if our teams lose, like we're still in trouble. Right. Right, so it's all about our team still have to win. But looking at this, unfortunately, as I look break this down, uh, I don't think he, any of us are going to win. I think Elena's going to win. I'm, I'm right there with Elena. <laughs> you, but she's got so many. She got more teams left. Like she could have all the whole Final Four. I know. I got three of my four from the Final Four. <laughs> she has Houston winning. Yeah, she's at Houston, Alabama, which that's pretty. But she, her final four is Alabama, Kansas State, Houston, Gonzaga. Right. We know Gonzaga's going to lose. Come on. <laughs> oh, but you know what? That's not a that's not a bad final four. That's actually – she picked Kansas State. That could actually happen. Right. She got all four yeah. could possibly go, though. Yeah. The, point. the point is that none of us have well, – I have one in the final four. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, when 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 Kansas law, I mean Kansas. I was, yeah, Wes, yeah. you have one too, but you still have your yeah. champion. Right, I still have my champion. I I could win if everything goes my way, but it's it's got to be really tough. <clears throat> so okay, so let's take let's uh let's get into our Sweet Sixteen picks, and so we'll just run down the line. Uh, so let's just we'll I'll, I'll I'll call the game. Each just pick our winner, and we'll go to the next game. Okay. Uh, so let's start with Alabama, San Diego State. Derek, I'm taking Alabama, but when you said Creighton would have a better, if San Diego State beats Alabama, I think San Diego State has a better. They average giving up only 54 points a game. Defense wins championships, but I still think Alabama is going to win because I have Alabama winning it all. So, Wes, yeah, I'm going to take Alabama, but the San Diego State is playing really well. They're they've always been known as a defensive team. They're long. They're you know, you know they they but they're scoring points now. 
they, you know, and it's like if they score points, play defense like that, they're gonna, they're gonna cause problems for Alabama. Um, but I'm gonna take Alabama just because I did pick them to win, and I I, I just can't jump ship now. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I I mean I gotta take Alabama too. I mean look at San Diego State; they beat Charleston and Furman, <laughs> so they beat a twelve and a thirteen to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, uh, so going against the one seed in Alabama, we, we got to stick there. And they played uh, close against Charleston. Yeah, yeah, I thought Charleston could win that game. I actually picked Charleston to win, and they had a chance. Uh, but San Diego State just outlasted them. Uh, let's see, Houston, Miami, Wes, what do you got? Um, I'm taking Miami. Um. I mean, I, Miami's just, you know, they're, they really beat up on Duke, you know. Um, I didn't see that one coming, of course. But um, I just think that they're just going to, they're going to really press Houston. Um, I think Houston's going to struggle shooting the ball. And I think Miami's going to take advantage of it. So. Miami's played well. Um and maybe you're talking about Indiana or unless you're talking about Duke early in the season, but they dominated Indiana uh, yeah. last game. And they didn't play great in the first round against Jake, Drake, but I think it's kind of those games you take lightly. Miami's tough, um, but I have to go Houston. I got Houston win it all. I think it'd be a close game, though. I think Houston struggles to, to win this game, but I'm going to take Houston in a close game. <clears throat> Yeah, this is a close game. I'm taking Houston also. They just have one of the better defenses around. And I have them in my final four, so I have to take Houston in this. But Miami was a sleeper team for me. So, yeah, I'm taking Houston. Nice. Uh, Let's see. So we got – I'll leave this one. Xavier in Texas. I have to go Xavier just because I got them going – and I do believe Xavier's playing really good basketball. They're scoring a lot of points, um, but so is Texas. I just don't think Texas um, – well, I mean, Texas has played, you know, a little tough t- – I mean, not tough, but I think Xavier, Xavier's gone through a little bit more, and I have them going, so I'm going to take Xavier. This is the only bracket – that I've got the four teams from the Sweet 16 in with uh, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas. But I have Texas winning this. I think they're just too talented. Xavier's a great team. I just think Texas is on a roll and they're very, and they, they've won a lot of games going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got Texas just continuing the hot streak. What do you got, Wes? I'm going with Xavier. Um, I mean, all five starters are averaging, except you know Jones. But basically, they're all averaging over 40 percent from three point range. I just think they're going to shoot the lights out. They they're just they have been on a hot streak. Um, uh, I think you know Nunji is going to be a factor, but of course Texas athleticism is is probably going to cause Xavier problems. So they're going they're just going to have to have no one they're shooting games. Things to be a high scoring game. So I'm taking Xavier. 
Yeah, they're both high-scoring teams so far in the tournament, so it should be fun to watch. And you picked them, Xavier, as your dark horse, so you got to take them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, Derek, uh, Creighton, Princeton. I got Creighton in this one. Um, Cinderella dies here. Uh, <laughs> the Creighton ball is over. Down. Yeah, Creighton. I always like Creighton, but I don't like always picking them because they usually falter sometimes, but um, they're playing real well. Although, you know, Princeton – if they play their ball control game and get you out of your rhythm, they're averaging only giving up 59 points a game this year. So it's going to have to be that Creighton's got to make their shots because it's not going to be very many possessions, but I still got Creighton winning. Yeah. They, I mean, Princeton held Arizona to 55. Got to be disciplined against Princeton. <clears throat> what do you got, Wes? <clears throat> Yeah, I got I got Creighton. Um, you know, five starters. I mean, they're they can all hit threes. I think Princeton, yeah, is going to try to slow down the game. Um, and I think uh, you know Creighton's kind of used to playing that game, anyways. I think you know with their shooters, I think it'll be a close game, but I think they'll they just. I don't think Princeton's going to have the, the type of shooting that they've had so far. And Creighton's just going to outshoot them enough. Uh, like fewer possessions, of course, lower scoring game, probably, probably in the lower 60s. But um, yeah, I'm taking Creighton. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I have to agree. <laughs> I have to, I have to think that Creighton is going to watch some tape realize and be able to get a good idea what Princeton is doing and, and have some type of game plan for it and just be able to out athleticism them in the end. And so I mean I'd love to see Princeton win just just because it'd be so cool to see them in the Elite Eight. But <laughs> uh uh I I gotta take Creighton. I gotta take Creighton here. Uh, let's see. So let's jump down to the the east here. So Wes, uh, FAU Tennessee. What do you think here? Oh man, this is tough. I mean, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. I really want to go with Florida, but I, Tennessee is just. Um, I think they really hit their stride when they beat Duke. I think that was a big win for them. Um, like I said, they're, they've been inconsistent. Um, they seem to always be around in the tournament and they never do anything. But I think this is going to be a game where they just overwhelm Florida Atlantic, <clears throat> their athleticism up front, and um, taking them. Yeah, this is a tough game. Um because <clears throat> I feel like you haven't seen a lot from FAU yet. Close game in Memphis, and they then they get to take on a 16 seed, and they still didn't look that great. And then you have Tennessee, who just beat Duke. So I got to go Tennessee as well here. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, at the beginning of the year on the preseason polls and everything, they were a top-10 team. Yeah. 
and the injuries hit and they started off the season really well, but then hit a dip in the middle of the season. So everyone started to forget about them. So they are really talented. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee can make it to the final four. Uh, let's see West side. So Arkansas, UConn, I mean, obviously, I'm taking Arkansas here because they're the team that I think can make some noise. Um, I think beating Kansas is huge. You know, the tough eight nine game in first round against Illinois. They beat UConn here, and and I think they're set for for a run that you haven't seen from an eight seed from a while because they, you know, they're kind of in that. Who do they have to play in this bracket? You know, Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas State, Michigan, Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee. Like, if you had a hype about getting to the championship, this is it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arkansas on this one. Well, that's why I picked UConn at the beginning of the tournament, right? Because I looked at <laughs> right. this bracket and I thought it could be up in the air. Um UConn can score the ball. They play really good defense. They rebound really well. I just, I have UConn winning because I got them in the finals, but they have, a, they're pretty talented all the way around. They're, yeah, it, they are. They haven't had a close game either. Like they've, they've really just dominated throughout the tournament so far. Yeah, I'm taking UConn as well. Um, yeah, just, I mean, the size up front, you know, they basically have two seven-footers that play. Um, as long as Hawkins doesn't disappear, Hawkins is playing good. People are kind of worried about, well, he didn't play so well in the uh, championship game, their uh, <clears throat> the East championship game, but, I mean, he's shooting, you know, nearly 40% from three. He's playing well. Um, I just think UConn just has too much. They do, they do everything well. And um, I just think they get past Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, that's a safe pick. Like You, you got to believe that UConn. At this point, UConn also looks at this bracket, I think, saying we have a really good chance to yeah. to go to the championship game. Yeah. Or Final Four, at least. Um, let's see. Kansas State, Michigan State. I'm sure we call it Michigan State here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Derek. This one's a tough one for me because I have relatives in Manhattan, Kansas. So <laughs> I am a Kansas State fan. Right. But... Oh, man. Fool me once, you know, shame. It's Michigan State. It's Izzo. I think he's got one more in him. He'll game plan. Their defense is really stout. I Yeah, it's – everything is pretty even with both these teams, except Michigan State um, gives up less points. But this one is probably the closest the, – the biggest toss-up I have, but I got Michigan State winning. Yeah, it's a tough game. What do you think, Wes? You know, it's like, if I, 
Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State just because I'm going to get screwed. I might as well get screwed all the way with Michigan State. I mean, it's just like – but I like Kansas State. They're playing well. Um, well, they, they just beat Duke. I mean – No, we can't – Kansas State beat up. Kentucky. Or Kentucky, Kentucky, I mean. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Duke, <laughs> Kentucky, same thing. Noah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noel yeah. Johnson combination, you know, they're they're playing they're playing really well. Um, I think they were just really active. Michigan State is playing very well, but I just uh I just hope Kansas State wins because I'm still upset about the whole Michigan State being Marquette. <laughs> being uh I, I think there's always something to be said about beating a, a, a team. And so the problem with this game is Michigan State just beat Marquette, you know. And so both teams are coming off that. We just beat a higher seed, which is a really good team. And I think that's, you know, when Derek, you're talking about this being one of the biggest toss-ups, I, I agree. I think this game could go either way. And uh, I'm going to go coaching on it. So I'm going to take Michigan State as well. And technically, Kansas State was the higher seed for the Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But they were – but Kentucky was the favorites. Right, Kentucky was the favorite, and it's Kentucky, you know. Yeah. It's – you know, but, yes, you're right. Kansas State was the higher seed, so. Uh, let's see, last game here in the Sweet 16. Uh, Wes, we got Gonzaga and UCLA. Yeah, this one – oh, man. I don't know. I I I got to go with UCLA. It's just I think they just have too much. Um, I mean Gonzaga's got Timmy, and they got some good role players. But I mean Hawkes. Uh, I think Campbell's really underrated guard. Um, he just he does everything for them. Uh, Bailey's doing really good. Uh. As far as like replacing Johnny Juzang, I just thought they wouldn't be able to replace Juzang. Right. But Bailey's playing really well. I mean, he's he's I mean, he's he's just really active. They needed someone, you know, with his athleticism. I th I think they just kind of struggle sometimes with um creating shots, like you know, just running the floor sometimes. And they depend on Hawkins, but I just think they have too much. You know they're you know they got they got some they got size uh, as well to compete with Timmy. Timmy's an animal. He's been averaging twenty seven points a game. Yeah, he's, he's but but he's they're tough. kind of, of a, they're kind of a one trick pony right now. Right. So really uh, I I don't I think it's gonna be a close game. I I just I give the edge to UCLA. Yeah, it's it's the <laughs> the health of UCLA is is the issue. Because anytime you've got guys that come in, you're like, oh, this person's filling in well. You know, the problem is, is like how long can they fill in well, right? Yeah. And which is, if UCLA, UCLA was healthy, I'd have them in the championship game. Um, or at least Final Four. Um, for sure. UCLA is a good team. You know, they're very athletic. Gonzaga, they play they play good basketball though. Even though they just have one star player, they play good basketball. 
I have Gonzaga going to the next round in my bracket, so I'm not going to bust that. I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I This one's, I guess, sound like a broken record, but this is the other toughest game, I think, to pick. Because it's hard because, yeah, like if UCLA was completely healthy, it would be an easy pick, I think. The only thing that gets me weary about Gonzaga is coming out of their conference, right? Pretty weak conference except for St. Mary's, right? They're giving up 75 points a game. Yeah. That's horrendous. UCLA's giving up 58. But still, I'm taking the Zags because unlike years past, they do have shooters now. Yeah, I mean, they're averaging over 80, 83 points a game in the tournament, right? Yeah, and they've got three-point shooters, which they haven't had before. They've been bogged down, you know, had the bigs, but no shooting. Um, So I got to go Gonzaga. If UCLA was fully healthy, I would take UCLA in a heartbeat, but I got the Zags. Yes, it's another tough pick, but you're right. Like, they just give up so many points. Like that might be the yeah, but if you yeah, so I can clamp down, yeah, I think West might have a swing game on this one, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Which would help me out in our whole bracket, but right, right. <clears throat> so uh yeah, that's sweet sixteen picks. There you have it. I'm gonna try to get a, a separate video off for this again, but we'll see if I have time. <laughs> Uh, game start tomorrow, obviously. Uh, overall, tournament's been great, great to watch. You know, I, I think uh, loving this year's tournament personally. I haven't been able to catch as many games as I normally do, uh, but every game I've watched, you know, uh, it's it's been good. It's been it's been a great tournament. So I can't wait for the uh, the finish of this tournament. I actually uh, I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out. All right, so let's let's jump into uh, a couple other sports things here. Uh, happenings in the NFL right now. So obviously we got to do our NFL update. Uh, Cowboys release Ezekiel Elliott. What do you guys think about that? Is he worth it for somebody to pick up? Who should pick him up? Like. Where's he at? I mean, because I mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't, I hate the Cowboys, right? And I don't like Ohio State either, but I always <laughs> thought Zeke was a really good running back. And, and I always thought that he was going to be a, a force for a long time in the NFL. Yeah, he's kind of gone the Todd Gurley route, though. He was really good for a few years, but kind of dropped off. Um, it just depends on how much money he wants. Because he's not going to be a starter anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'm not surprised because um, they just had to pay him too much. And, they, and I think uh, – so I was doing a couple mock drafts, and someone brought this up today. ESPN is talking about it, um, a few people about – because, I mean, the Cowboys, you know, got their receiver, I guess. Um, but you can get receivers later in the draft. There's a few, second and third round. 
Um, but someone brought up Bijan Robinson to replace Elliott, in a sense, because he's going to be there probably. And um, I think that's not a bad pickup. It, it, Zeke, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, if if the Titans lose Henry, there's, you know, maybe he goes to Titans. Um, but I don't think – they'd have to restructure his contract if he went to any contender. I mean – Well, he has no contract now, so. Yeah, no, they, they – They released him out, right. released so it, yeah. They don't have to take his contract on. Yeah, so, I mean, Titans might not be a bad fit for him if they lose Henry. But I don't Which, think they will. Did you – the one rumor I heard was the Bears trading for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Well, the rumor is the Bears right now are trading for everybody. Yeah. Ed Oliver, Derrick Henry. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Um, I, I wouldn't be disappointed to get Austin Eckler, to be honest with you, just because – I mean, Derrick Henry is awesome, and I like Derrick Henry, but that's not what the Bears need. They need Eckler to say, you know what, if Fields is going to run around, you better be covering Eckler for that, you know, throw it out in the flat or to, to you know, be a safety outlet, safety <laughs> valve. Because Although if you have Henry, it opens up the passing lanes. Yeah, they just don't have the line, though, for, for Henry right now, you know. Well, but, if they draft the tackle from uh, Penn State, right? Oh, they're going to draft no the Northwestern guy. That's who they're getting. Oh, the Northwestern, yeah. I, I already, I already know. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's an. Uh, did you guys see? So, I don't know if you guys saw. Been reading on the C.J. Stroud. Did you see his pro day? Uh, I think C.J. Stroud has moved up to the number one quarterback in the draft. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, they um, Carolina basically sent everybody there to, to watch his pro day. Even even the general manager, um, and their coach, you know, was, uh, Frank Wright was there. Everybody's there because they're all. They took him out to dinner, yeah. um, the night before. Uh, they definitely, I think, are going to go for him, just because it's a little bit safer mm-hmm. at this point. Well, he's got. I think he's got all the tools. He can he's throw ready the ball. To, he's, he's ready to play right now. Um, they talk about him running. A, they talk about run, him running a forty and all this stuff. It's yeah. like, all right, this is whatever. It's like it's not a circus, dude. It's like so. No, he's he's fast enough, but it's his arm that he, he is very savvy in the pocket. Right. Like that Georgia game. I mean, this is Georgia. I mean, they got like the best defense in college ball history, practically. And he was sidestepping everybody and throwing dimes. But he, he was scrambling well. Like, he was getting out yeah. of the pocket. He, he was he was, he was was running. He wasn't running sideways a lot. Like, he was yeah. getting up in the pocket when he needed to. Um, so, at this point, I think C.J. Stroud goes number one. So, I guess that leaves the question of, at the Texans now, like, is, do you now take Bryce Young at two? Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, I can't see how they couldn't. He's yeah. the most pro ready. Mm-hmm. It's just the only reason he's not going one is because he's not six four. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's always going to be an NFL quarterback downfall, right? If you're if you're not the the prototypical. Yeah. But you know what? You know what he is? He's like Drew Brees. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty darn good. I mean, there's right. these quarterbacks are different. You know, I mean, honestly, if someone was more of a risk of being a bust, it's Stroud, because you know at least the tangible, all the the reading, the defense, the progressions, everything like that. It's just the fact of him staying healthy. Right. I think I think he's a safer pick if he because he's he's not very big, right? And but that might not matter anymore. But everyone's <laughs> saying they're pulling the whole Tua card. Well, look at Tua. And, yeah. But, well, do you think it? Don't you think it hurts a little bit though to play for for Alabama? Yeah. Don't you feel yeah. like like you because I mean, it almost feels like unfair to play for Alabama, yeah. you know, you do have some advantages. Yeah. Uh, but you will have four starting quarterbacks in the NFL right. come next year. So. Well, but you know, there how many quarterbacks? Jeez. Just think about Alabama quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just, I mean, we mad. thought Greg, what was Greg McElroy or McElroy yeah. or whatever his name was? Like, we were like, Oh yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, he's going to be a great. Oh, macro, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or um, so, so it happens, you know. Yeah, but he was never considered to be like. He was always a great college guy. They never considered him a top pick, though. Yeah, I mean, but you thought he'd be a successful quarterback in the NFL. I mean, at least I, I think everybody thought he, you know, he would have a, a career. AJ McCarron's still playing. AJ McCarron, the XFL, right? Yeah. So that's another one. AJ McCarron was, you know, one of those Alabama quarterbacks. What I'm saying is, like, they looked good at Alabama. You know, it's hard not to look good at Alabama. Well, the problem is, is like, you know, McCarron and McElroy are like Stetson Bennett. You know what I mean? They're game managers with great teams. Whereas, like, Tua, Stroud, Hurts, Mac Jones, they actually, like, had arm talent and like, or mobility. You know, they had something else that made them stand out. So you don't think Stetson Bennett's going to have an NFL career? Well, he's not going to get drafted probably until the <laughs> sixth or seventh round. So we'll yeah, see. Neither did Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I know. He might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, he's gonna. Well, you never know. You never. Someone might get him maybe in the fourth or third. If it just now, now he'll go late. Mm -hmm. He'll he'll be one of those guys. He'll be like a what's his name, uh, Gardner Minshew. Like oh. he'll be one of those guys that you you uh, if he gets a chance, like he could, could come out and play great, then become a starter, and you never know. Like I think he'll be one of those backups that somebody has to get hurt for him to play, and then he's got that one chance. You know, mm -hmm. him and Eminem. You know, they got the the one chance out there. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so, uh, but, so get back. So, so you don't think Texans, the Texans at all, will consider Richardson? Do you think it's just? I think they're. I think they're to the point where they, the rebuild has started and they're ready to start winning. And I think Bryce Young will bring that. Richardson, you need he needs to sit. Yeah. So that's why 
the only see i feel like it's going to be either the three teams that i think will take richardson are the seahawks lions or raiders yeah very about because the colts are going to be too afraid right yeah. they're going to take levis probably <laughs> yeah they're going to take levis damian harrison signs with the bills yeah, the New England running back. Yeah, it's weird. Yep, took over because Singletary's gone. I think. All right. Huh. Um. Yeah. So not a lot of big signings. Not a lot of stuff happening right now. I think uh, there's still a few big free agents out there. I think OBJ had a diff- interesting. Uh, Talking about how everybody's saying that he wanted twenty million, he was like, "I never said that." Right. He's like, "I just, I'm just ready to play again." Raiders got Austin Hooper. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good signing. <laughs> well, I guess if you get rid of Darren Waller, you better sign yeah. someone. <laughs> it's a good trade. It's a good. That's who I'd want to trade for my tight end. Get rid of <laughs> Waller and get Hooper. That's pretty tough. Uh, Well, just because, I mean, the only thing with Waller, though, he hasn't played very much in two years. Right. That's part part of the problem. You know, it's, it's, that's, had a feeling that was going to happen. But um, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones is getting some weapons. Here's an interesting one because I really thought the Lions were going to get corner, a corner, but now they got right? corners. Right. So now they get corners. Like, how does that change <laughs> up the draft for the Lions? Well, now they can take. So what? The Lions are sixth, right? Yeah. Yep. So if Seahawks take Richardson, right? And the Colts take Levis, boom. You got Jalen Carter with Hutchinson. Right. Or maybe, I mean, I, I, I doubt the Cardinals take Carter, but imagine Anderson and Hutchinson on opposite sides. Yeah. Well, they already got, um. What, I can't remember his first name. Houston's last name, rookie also last year, though, was up in the sacks, too. He had like eight sacks last year. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's because they they weren't playing run defense. Right. <laughs> they were like everybody just go after the quarterback. <laughs> but or even if um, the Seahawks take Carter and Anderson's off a of three, they take Tyree Wilson. Then you have Wilson right. and Hutchinson. Yeah, I think that changed the uh, their draft quite a bit. There. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Gardner Johnson's a great pickup for them. I think he's solid. Yeah. I really liked him. Uh, Thielen goes to the Panthers. I think that's great for whoever they bring in as their rookie quarterback. A nice, a good veteran route runner. Panthers have been making some good moves this offseason. Yeah, that was uh, – I think that it's smart for them. Um, but what about the Bucks? Baker. I mean – is that is that really where you're going? You're going to Baker Mayfield? I don't know what's going on. I thought the Bucks were going to go full rebuild, but then they brought everyone back. 
Right. Because LeBron David resigned, Rager. Jamal Dean, <laughs> Dean resigned. Um, yeah, I thought they were going to start yeah. purging. Uh, I don't. I st- I th- I think Trask is going to beat out Baker. But I mean, it's still not going to win you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we know Wes. I know what you think about Baker. Well, I mean, it in their situation, why not bring him in for one year, just like the Rams did, and see how bad or how good he can play. Right. And so, if he doesn't play well, then put in Trask. You know, week week six. You know, it's just <clears throat> just a, a lack of options for them. You know, without if he plays well, he'll get more commercials. <laughs> yeah there's yeah. oh man yeah but I, yeah it's tough for me but i guess I, if you think your team is good enough to maybe make the playoffs again you, you that's why you're bringing them in that's tough i mean they did not look good at all last year yeah and you had brady it wasn't just brady like the whole team looked bad. Yeah. Right. Mike well, Evans. Their defense did not play like their defense yeah. played for the last few years. Yeah. They had injuries for sure on offense. I get that. Um, I don't think they used Frenette like they should have. You know, they did a lot of things wrong. Uh, but still, I mean, I just don't understand. Maybe I just not a Baker fan, but I don't understand it. And I just don't know why you would even maybe just to have him, I guess. Well, it's hard because I I feel like this with the Raiders now. It's like, why bring it together a team to go? Yeah, like five and eleven or twelve or whatever, right? Six and eleven. You know, you're not going to be good. Then don't be good, so you can get a good draft pick. Don't go and say I'm going to be mediocre now. Well, maybe that's it right there. They're like, you know, we're going to make the appearance that. We care. We're trying. So we're gonna get the number one pick, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but really, we think he's that bad right. that we could literally <laughs> be, get a top five pick because it would be so bad, and we'll get Caleb Williams. Right. That's well, probably I, the thinking. If they were thinking that, though, why did re- they resign all those guys then? Yeah, um, that's the issue. Because because if well, I mean. You, 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 if you do get a top five quarterback next year, you get Caleb Williams, you're you're instantly you're back. But I, yeah, Caleb Williams, I think we'll see what happens next year, but I think he'll be a play right away guy. Yeah, or so, you know, you know, he, I mean, yeah, Drake, Drake could do, you but Drake May, you got Drake May, Drake May or Caleb. I mean, yeah, that's just. That's going to change the trajectory of your franchise. I think Drake may still need some work. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world. <laughs> Caleb Williams is a play right away guy. Yeah. So if you're getting Caleb Williams for sure, uh, maybe next year, you know, you're playing right away. But it, it, there is some questions there because now your guys you just signed are getting older. Yeah. What if you're another year away? You know, now you're two years out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's questionable. Uh, so maybe they think they can win with Baker. Or maybe they think they're going to lose every game. Who knows? Uh, that was a weird one. 
I got one for you talking about next year's draft. Look for the Texans to put whoever they get a quarterback, put them with Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Um, I got to believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best picks coming out of next year's draft. Just watching him through his whole career at Ohio State, like, like he's just – Could you imagine – I could see the top four picks, and this is going to be sound so weird, being Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., <laughs> and then Bowers. The oh, yeah. No, Bow- Bowers, uh, he's going to be someone people are after for sure. You can't dominate college football like he has in the SEC at Georgia and not you know, be a top five pick. I don't, I don't know if you – Well, especially you got what Darnell Washington coming out in this draft, the biggest freaking athlete ever, right? And it's like right. he's 6'5", just huge, and he's a, he was an afterthought at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, Bowers is uh, all-American. <laughs> he, he's the guy. Yeah, next year, there's a lot, you know, obviously it's going to happen over the next year in college. But, I mean, I think you're pretty close there on four of the top five for sure. But wouldn't it be crazy to have a wide receiver and a tight end in the top five? Yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often. But if you're going to if you're gonna spend a top five pick on a wide receiver, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is just one of those guys that you – I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially these this day and age, because there's just they're just passing the ball all the time. Uh, let's see. So, last NFL topic. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers isn't deal's not done. Um, this is here's the question I have about this. So they were talking about what the Jets should give up for Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't th- I didn't think about this before. And obviously Aaron Rodgers is older than guys like Tyree Kill, Christian McCaffrey, you know, and the first overall pick that the Bears gave up. But these teams are getting five or f- top two pick top or first and second round picks for these guys. Well, I think McCaffrey was like a second or a third round pick. He wasn't they a got first. A, they got a bunch of picks for him. So there's teams that not that aren't even in the running for Aaron Rodgers saying the Jets shouldn't even give up a second. And uh and it's so I know what's happening here. Like what do the Jets need to give up? What do they need to get this deal done? What should they give up? What would you give up if you're the Jets for Aaron Rodgers? I'm sorry. I well, what I personally would do, but with the, the Jets situation, I would do. Personally, I don't. I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers because I think he's. <laughs> I think he's getting close to being done, and he's going to be headache because he's one door, one foot out the door. But you have to give up a one for him, at least. Right. 
And I would say a one and then a conditional pick if he plays more years. Because the fact is, you're going to start Zach Wilson, right? No. <laughs> I mean, the Packers are in it either way. They're going to get a huge cap hit no matter yeah. what if they do the trade. So they can just say, okay, screw you guys. You're going to suck this year, even though you got all this talent because you don't want to give us this pick. And we're just going to tell Aaron Rodgers to go home. Yeah. Pull Jimmy Garoppolo. Just say, you're under contract, but we're not getting rid of you. Yeah, we're just going to pay you to sit on the bench or not even show up. I mean, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the Jets more than hurts the Packers. Because they're still going to get the cap hit. Yeah, either way. Yeah. And the Packers have shown they're more to dig their heels in on stuff like this. Yeah. So what do you think, Wes? You give up a first for Aaron Rodgers? They don't really have a choice. I mean, if you if you think that, I mean, you might as well you might as well do it. But I wouldn't want to. But they don't have a choice. I mean, what else? You got nothing to give them. Um, and they're waiting around for that first pick. That's they're waiting for McKay. You know, and so. Um, I would just pull the trigger on it, give them the conditional pick as well. And <clears throat> and <clears throat> the thing is, is Miles will you Miles will do it because you have a two to three year window to see if this is gonna work. And uh <clears throat> if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, if you're lucky, you might have you might trade for mm-hmm. him and get six games out of him. Before wow. he's like, we're zero and six, or we're two and two and four. I'm out of here. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough because it's it's a it's a very tough division. That's the problem. Right. It's just a brutal division. And then now you look back, you're like, I gave up a first round pick, and <laughs> or maybe a first and a next year's conditional, or next year's third or second. You know. Um, I think it, it's a gamble for sure. Uh, but it, you're also talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know. If you if he's committed to playing, he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, you know, he's only he, a year away from an MVP, right? Yeah, and it's not like he's not top <laughs> ten for sure, you know. And when he's committed, playing at his best, he's probably top five. Every, you know, I mean, look how he's younger than Brady, and Brady was still doing it for years mm-hmm. later at a high level. Yeah. Well, once the Jets let Mike White go, and they're just left with Zach Wilson, they're I mean, com- they're pot committed. <laughs> yeah, and that's it, it, it. Cracks me so much because of people writing articles like Mike Florio, Pro Football. No, it's not. It's all the Packers. Duh, 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 duh. The Jets. I mean, no. Jets want to win. They have to win. The fan base has not had a good quarterback their entire life. Yeah. I mean, they're going to revolt. I mean, they showed (laughs) Mike Greenberg. Like, they kept showing the same thing on Twitter. Him. Here's update on Mike Greenberg. Checking his phone all the time, finding out if Aaron Rodgers was going to come want to play for the Jets. (laughs) That's a sports 
personality who's a huge Jets fan. <laughs> but he's freaking out because that's like his life right there. It's like, I need a good quarterback. Yeah. I guess at this point, they just, you th- I mean, it almost seems like, because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, mm. but you almost have to give the Packers <laughs> what they want. But then are the Packers like over there, like, you know, taking too much? <laughs> you know, so we don't, yeah, I guess I don't we don't know, know all the, the, right. We don't I know mean, the terms. To of- be fair, because uh, of Rogers' age and him not knowing if he's coming, one one should suffice with maybe a conditional if, you know, he plays yeah. another year or whatever. You know what I mean? But that should be what's going on. Unless you want to give up like two twos and a three, right? I would. I would say. I would say maybe a three this year and like a one next year. Mm. Because if if he doesn't play or they don't play well, like your one is good, you give up or maybe a two this year, maybe a two or a three this year, and then the one next year, it's not an instant impact on you. You know, uh, but I just don't know the Packers are going to go for that. So, so that'll be interesting. All right. Well, that's the NFL wrap. Any uh, any final thoughts as we run in here to Sweet Sixteen? In a busy, busy time with sports. We got March Madness going on. We got baseball starting up. We got. But the Masters is coming up, right? I mean, yeah, Masters. Yeah, golf golf is interesting right now, uh, with you know the uh, live, the live, and uh, <laughs> you got some guys playing really well though on the PGA Tour, and you know, it's it's golf is definitely interesting. So the Masters should be fun to watch. Did you, guys, the <laughs> you, did you happen to see the tournament this weekend into that tournament where uh oh god what's his name um talking about otani no you no you want baseball golf no no the, the golf they did the golf tournament on sunday no, with uh oh speed Speeth, yes, that's Speeth. He uh he had that really great shot at seventeen and missed the birdie to tie for the lead, and then yeah. uh, oh man, it was horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So Masters should be fun to watch. I know a lot of people out there aren't golf fans, but you know there's some good young players in PGA right now. You know, I'm not a golf fan, but I like watching the Masters. Oh yeah, you gotta love U.S. Open, British Open, Masters. Like those are the tournaments that I watch. I I don't miss them. Yeah, those are great to watch. All right, well, thanks for for everybody watching. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to hear on next week's podcast, let us know. We'll be following up on March Madness, keeping you up to date on the NFL. Uh, 10 games or so left in the NBA season. So we'll probably pick up some, uh, some NBA 
playoff stuff here in the next couple episodes. Uh, all right, any final thoughts? Just what? I mean, fun weekend of basketball. Yep. Does in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, don't play any parlays, Wes. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time.